Welcome to the Chamber Connection. I'm Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Happy New Year. It's our first show of the year and uh, hope uh, you're off to a good start to 2024. Uh, seems like uh, every year just it goes faster and faster, but uh, excited to be back. Lots of things happening at the Chamber. Uh, do want to make a couple quick announcements. If you had registered for our Dale Carnegie seminar tomorrow morning at 8.30. We are postponing that for one week uh, due to the weather. Uh, we don't want folks uh, having to be out and about if you don't have to be. So that'll be next Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. at the Chamber. Um, if you haven't registered, you can still go online and do that at our website, PensacolaChamber.com. And then uh, if you're a new member of the chamber or you're, uh, you've been a member for a while, but you want to get reacquainted with some of our programs and activities and uh, how you can best utilize your chamber membership, we will have Chamber 101 uh, Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. at the chamber. Uh, you can go online and register or just show up. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be there either way. So um, you can join us then. Uh, but today... Excited to have a, a old friend in a new role, and we're going to talk about that a lot. Uh, I have Ruthie Noel, the new executive director of Achieve Escambia. Ruthie, welcome to the Chamber Connection. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on, Todd. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's jump right into it. Uh, Achieve Escambia. What is it? What's your role? What's your mission? Uh, what are you trying to get done here in Escambia County? Oh, well, I am so excited to share that Achieve Escambia um, is a nonprofit organization in our community, and the mission is to align our community resources so everyone is empowered to achieve success. And so what does that mean? How do we do that? Achieve Escambia is the collective impact effort to improve outcomes for children in our community, specifically in the education realm. And so um, that's where we are empowering people to achieve success from cradle to career. So in collective impact, the kind of the 101 behind that is that there is a backbone convener, an organization that calls all the right folks to the table who work in these different spaces um, to say, you know, what does your organization do? How do you get your work done when it comes to improving outcomes for children or for education? Uh, we all have these different parts to play. And so Collective Impact makes sure we're all kind of singing from the same sheet of music, right. if you will. So everyone's got their different voices, their different instruments, um, but we're all kind of playing the same song so that we can better identify gaps, we can reduce duplication, and we can make sure that kids in our community are getting the best we have to offer. Um, and so Achieve's role is to convene, to bring those folks together. It's to advise based on data. We have a really great dashboard, a community dashboard that we have in partnership with a few other organizations. And um, that's where we also measure our results. So we have these agreed upon metrics where everyone who's coming to the table says, yes, that's the metric I'm working to improve as well. Um, but we got to have it posted somewhere and updated regularly. So that's where the dashboard comes in. And then we advocate for positive change in the education space specifically. So that's Achieve Escambia in a nutshell. Right. Now, in full disclosure, I, I do serve on the, the leadership council representing the Greater Pensacola Chamber. And one, one of the things that was very helpful to me as I got involved is you talk about all of the great work that's being done in the community. you got a lot of organizations that are involved. Uh, but I guess the, the graphic that I saw that helps kind of 
helped me get my arms around what Achieve Escambia does is that there are all these arrows pointing in different directions and a lot of great uh, ideas and a great act, great activity, but Achieve really works to get all those arrows aligned and moving in the same direction so we can be more effective as, as a community. Really. That's right. That's exactly right. There are so so many different organizations from grassroots nonprofits all the way through the school district, government entities, everyone working really hard. So let's make sure we're working hard together and right. we're smarter, not harder, right? <laughs> right, right. So who's involved with Achieve Escambia? Uh, it's been around for probably eight or nine years now. Yes. So, and it did start um, under, you know, under the umbrella of the United Way, came out, became its own standalone nonprofit over the years. And um, thank you for your service on the Leadership Council. I think that's one of the most unique and powerful pieces of the collective impact model is that um, the leadership, the those who govern this organization, who steer the organization and and are paying attention to the, to the business of the organization are some of the just best and brightest in our community, some of the largest employers, um, the most relevant when it comes to understanding the education space. And so we've got a really powerful team of folks uh, leading this work. And so currently I'm a staff of one. I'll look forward to that. You know, in the past, Achieve has grown its staff and then um, kind of just through the pandemic and leadership changes, we're sort of in a in a reset mode, which is exciting. Um, just sort of fall back, regroup, and understand what um, what is the right role to play in the community? What do we need? And step into that space. So when we think about who's involved, there's that great leadership council that um, shout out to Mark Faulkner, the CEO of Baptist Healthcare. He is our board chair and has been. Um, we've got Laura Gilliam, the CEO of the United Way, also on our executive committee, Brian Wire, the president and CEO of the Gulf Coast Minority Chamber. Um, we've got Kara Cardona from Navy Federal Credit Union is on our nominating committee. Todd from the chamber, you know, representing um, the business community. We've also got our superintendent of schools, Keith Leonard, is in uh, is on the leadership council as well. We've got military representation. We've got um, the uh, community action program, Doug Brown, and uh, just uh, we've got gosh, I. Oh, uh, and our higher education institution folks mm -hmm. as well. Dr. Saunders at the University of West Florida, Dr. Meadows at Pensacola State. And um, what, again, what we've seen is that the beauty of having all these brilliant, amazing minds in the room together at the same time focused on what are we hearing from the education space? What are the needs? And that includes uh, so much of this, as you know, Todd, is workforce. Right. And this is at the at the core of it. The goal is, of course, to improve individual lives, and that elevates our entire community by having a more prepared workforce, and um, you know, just a a well rounded applicant pool for all of these great places to work and all of the ways that that supports our local economy. Right, right. And uh, the term that's often used is cradle to career. So starting with you know getting kids into pre-K and those programs before, you know, school starts. And then, as you mentioned with workforce, you know, following them through their education journey and whether they go to college or whether they uh, want to learn a trade and, and go that direction, getting them into a career here in our community because we want to keep those kids that are in our school system, we want to keep them here. We want to grow our, our economy and our, in our, uh, in our region. So, uh, you know, the, the, 
vision and, and that uh, cradle career really just kind of encapsulates what uh, what we're looking at. That's that's exactly the idea. And in addition to the leadership council um, with the guidance and the governance, the other folks involved in this are the service providers, are the nonprofits, are the government entities. Um, and so what we have, we call them CANs, our collective action networks. And um, as you can imagine, Cradle to Career, that spans a whole lot right. of developmental stages, of need, um, of services that our community offers. And so a great example, and the one that, I, of course, I know the most about is our kindergarten readiness, mm-hmm. um, what was called the KCAN. We have pivoted a little bit there into this Escambia um, Early Childhood Collaborative because what we understand, the whole goal there is that kindergarten readiness piece. And what we know is that there is so much more that goes into that than just ABCs, one, two, threes. In fact, that backs up all the way, if we're talking about cradle, that backs up to um, how many babies in our community are born preterm mm. or low birth weight, um, things that you might not initially think of when you think of school readiness, right. um, but th- that are really important predictors of how ready a child will be on their first day of school. So in that um, collaborative effort, we bring together the Healthy Start Coalition, of course, the Early Learning Coalition, who you know does our voluntary pre-kindergarten program here in our community, um, Ready Kids, who I know and love, of course, working right. to get those four-year-olds prepared. And also um, the Art Gateway, they have the Pearl Nelson Child Development Center. They're involved. Um, Gulf Coast Kids House hosts our meetings. So it is a whole lot of different players that um, there's this one metric we're looking at, the readiness of our kids when they come to school. But what pours into that leading up to that moment or leading up to that assessment um, that we can be doing to support families all the way through the Studer Community Institute, doing their brain bag program the day a baby is born, mm-hmm. those parents are equipped with resources of right. how to start building building their baby's brains. Um, so it's a really, really fun and exciting model. Um, it is, and I kind of think of it as it's a strategic plan across these different organizations where we say we know we have these key metrics that are going to predict how well these children progress in their academic career. So what are we doing as a community um, at every step of the way? And I love recently we've gotten into um, a, a really great community of practice with what's called the local college access network. So mm-hmm. that is kind of at the opposite end when kids are getting ready, students are getting ready to graduate high school. What are we doing, like you said, to support their plan, whatever that plan may be. It right. might, might be enrollment um, at one of the higher ed institutions. It might be a credential or a uh, certificate. It might be military. It could, you know, our community offers so many different paths forward. We just want to make sure these students first graduate high school and then have their next steps in place. What what will their plan be right. um, and how can we support them in that? And that is where I just love our partnership, especially with the chamber and all of, all of the great work that's happening um, for workforce development to just, like you said, we could grow our own talent here. These students can grow up and have really great jobs, great places yep. to work. And stay right here in Pensacola. Yeah, that's we've got all this great talent, but we, we've got to make sure that we have those jobs here and that they're they're good, uh, good paying jobs, and um, but the, that we also have the workforce that's trained to to get into those positions. That's it, and I, I'll have to do one more, uh, just a shout out again to the Achieve Dashboard. Um, if folks want to check it out, it's achievedashboard.org, and that is a really cool partnership between. 
Um, the University of West Florida Haas Center. They are the ones who curate the dashboard and contribute to it. We also have a partnership with another collective impact that's called Achieve Healthy Escarosa. So where Achieve Escambia is focused on education, Achieve Healthy Escarosa is focused on the health outcomes and the social determinants of health across both counties. And so that dashboard has amazing metrics. Um, it's multiple data sources, all third-party data sources, um, everything from census track to the state, you know, the Department of Education, um, and lots lots in between. So um, that is, that's how we know we're making a difference. That's right. how we know, like, okay, we're doing this great work. We're coming together. We're, you know, we're sharing our plans. We're looking for gaps. We're reducing the duplications. And how do we know it's working? Right. And that dashboard is sort of our our guiding light around, are we seeing the numbers go up, seeing the numbers go down? And as you can imagine, over the last few years, um, post-pandemic there, and also the way we measure things changes from time to time, but that is our best, um, that is our best kind of encompassing space to say, here's, here's where it all comes down to. And if we can agree on these objective measures and we can, you know, turn, turn the dials, pull the levers, and get these numbers going in the right direction, then we as a community are doing right by our kids. Right, right. Uh, you're listening to the Chamber Connection. I'm Todd Thompson. I'm joined today by Ruthie Noel, the Executive Director for Achieve Escambia. So, Ruthie, you are new in this position. And and anytime you come into a new role, uh, first you're going to have to get the administrative stuff taken care of. But now, I, I think we were talking beforehand, you're ready to, to kind of hit the ground and let's, you know, get some stuff done. So what, what are some of your goals and priorities uh, as you new, move into this new role? Absolutely. So um, it has been an interesting journey coming in because what I'll share is that even through leadership transitions on a global pandemic, some of these collective action networks, these groups that come together and convene, they never stopped. Mm -hmm. So shout out to those folks who kept coming together and saying, we don't know what's happening specifically with the organizing entity, but we're, we're not stopping. We're not stopping the work. Um, so two things that are really exciting right now um, is that we are in our community standing up what's called the Help Me Grow model. And that is a model that um, is across the nation. And we're bringing it here to our community with great, great effort by many folks. Um, in particular, the Art Gateway is the lead agency um, to stand that up here in our community. It is funded by the Escambia Children's Trust. And it's a partnership between, again, service providers, the folks who are out here doing boots on the ground work, for families with young children, typically birth to about age eight, um, who maybe have some red flags going up, or they got a report back from a pediatrician that maybe some things aren't exactly on target. Um, and so as a parent, where do you go? What do you do? And it's a partnership with 211 through the United Way. So they, the 211 operators are trained. A parent can call there and um, activate the network. And whether they need some speech and hearing assistance or they have some you know, physical sort of um, OT operational therapy work to do, they can go to one-stop shop and get connected to the resources that exist in our community. In addition to just standing up sort of the, the hotline to get activated, there is also funding for those agencies to bring on more staff and bring mm -hmm. on more talent. Because if you uh, have had the unfortunate experience of maybe getting the right phone number and then you just put on a wait list, 
that doesn't help. And right. so we don't want to just populate people's wait lists. We want to get these families the services they need. Um, so there is funding. It's a two-part model where um, parents have, have a great place to go and understand what is available to them. And they will have a cool thing, reciprocity of referral, which if you know what that means, beautiful words, you need one referral and that gets you into everybody that you need, uh, which is just a great data sharing model. And then also those agencies who now have like these families coming to them will also have some funding to add to their staff and, you know, just increase their own capacity to serve, to serve the community. So that's really, really exciting. Just, um, understanding the needs in our community and that there are a lot of kids who who need services and the services are there. This is just a way to connect them and make them better. Oh, that's great. That's great. So you mentioned the Escambia Children's Trust. Uh, there may be some confusion out there. Chief Escambia, the Children's Trust. Talk about the, the two separate organizations. Let's get that clear first. That's right. And then <laughs> Uh, sort of the differences in, in the two. Sure. So that's been um, a really exciting point that I, I'm happy to clarify for folks because um, there are two completely separate entities here. Um, the Escambia Children's Trust is a special taxing district that our community voted by referendum in 2020 to establish here in our community. It generates funds for these programs, right? So they are the ones who... Um, decide by government contract which services they can put the funding and taxpayers funding behind to make a difference and improve lives for kids. Achieve Escambia over here as a nonprofit organization is again that convener. We're the ones who measure how's it going um, and then sort of advocate for the change. So what's interesting is that our Children's Services Council, the trust, is um, not the first one of its kind. There are several across the state and um, some that have been functioning for like 40 years. So um, ours is newer and uh, new leadership coming in, very excited about that and the new direction the trust is going in. In the communities where those uh, where those services are most effective, it's a two-part model where the we've got the taxing district is the one deciding um, yay or nay to the contract proposals. And the nonprofit convener is the one saying, where do we need to do some matchmaking? How can different organizations team up and make those resources go farther? And how are the um, the service providers, do they have capacity? Um, how can we help get them technical assistance when it comes to applying for those contracts or bidding on those contracts? Um, and so they, there is a separation of church and state, if you will. <laughs> and that's very important to make sure that everybody is in their right lanes. Um, so I am just beyond grateful that our community saw the value in establishing a Children's Services Council. And I look forward to um, just seeing how much more we can get done. Um, and under under new leadership, again, they'll have their strategic planning process as well underway. So while we will be partnering very closely, it is completely separate organizations and Achieve exists to support and um, almost offer in some ways of a vetting process for the Children's Trust so that they can just do their, um, I hate to say it, but boring government work from where I sit. We're doing the sort of messy out here, more boots on the ground work. And that is how it works best in other places. So um, really excited to to see as that progresses and we go through lockstep. Achieve, so Achieve does exist to support that work of the trust, also exists to support the work of the school district, of the chamber, um, and 
that's what we're here for across the board. So again, that cradle to career and, um, and, uh, it's, so to that point, um, the other really exciting project that we've got well underway right now is a FAFSA challenge. And we were talking before Todd about how you have a senior in high school this right, year. Right. <laughs> and so what's your, what has your experience been with the FAFSA, the free application for the federal financial aid? It's a little frustrating. <laughs> That is a good way to sum it up, yeah. I would say. Um, so the that application has changed this year. It's a little bit slow on the rollout. It was supposed to be available now. What that is giving us is more time to prepare families. And so our local college access network is a, a dream team of folks across the school district and the higher ed institutions in our community, um, large employers. And we've got this targeted team saying, how can we best help the students and families who need to prepare. There's some preparation that goes into right. being ready to fill out that form. How can we get them the support they need so that they have those, what they're called FSA IDs, and then you're ready when the form is open, you're ready to go because that application is a door opener. So just quick plug, if you thought that, you know, financial aid, of course, it's based on need to get Pell Grants, but there's a whole lot more that that does for you. Later in life, it opens the door for work study, any type of government work. It also can open the door for other types of scholarships, merit-based scholarships. Mm -hmm. So if you have a senior in high school or you've got one coming up and you're thinking, I'm not going to qualify, please reconsider. 100% FAFSA completion is always the goal. In other states, it's a requirement for graduation. Right. So it's not here, but um, but that's how important it is, and that's how much of a game changer it can be. Right, right. So I, I call it the free money for college. That's right, free you know? money. <laughs> so, uh, but you can't, like you say, you, you can't uh, get to it if you don't fill out. And it is cumbersome, so just know that going in. It that's is, right. It is a lot, but it's worth it. That's right. It's free money, not easy money. <laughs> so. Right. Exactly. Well, it's you know, federal government. So it's that's it's right. Never, never, easy. never e easy, but that's what we're here to help support. Right. And so um, really excited. There'll be more about that coming along the way. Um, but uh, I'll plug it now. Please know if you have a senior, get that FSA ID. You're going to need um, you're going to need some time, like you said, and gather those right documents. Right. Right. Uh, so we got about a minute left. Ruthie, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Oh, I just want to say how grateful I am for the opportunity to come share more. And um, AchieveEscambia.org is our website if you want to check it out. And again, the dashboard is where the magic happens, AchieveDashboard.org. And if folks have any questions, you can reach me, Ruthie, at AchieveEscambia.org. And I'm just so grateful, Todd. Thanks for letting me come on. And we love being a chamber member. Yeah, no, really appreciate uh, the collaboration and the relationship and look forward to, to uh, more moving forward and, uh, and a great year. So again, Ruthie Noel, Executive Director of Achieve Escambia. Thank you for being on the Chamber Connection. And uh, we will catch you all uh, in a few weeks. Uh, if, you, if you do want some more information about joining the Chamber, you can go to our website, PensacolaChamber.com. Uh, check it out there. We've got our calendar of events, things that are going on this month. So uh, check all that out. Uh, but again, uh, thank you to all our chamber members for your support. And uh, again, looking for an exciting 2024. A lot will be happening in our community. And it's always wonderful to work with, with Jenna. 
She just makes it so easy. Thank you, Todd. And you know, if you missed anything today, excuse me, I have everything up online right now at newsradio923.com. All the information and links for Achieve Escambia as well. Congratulations to you, Ruthie, for your new endeavor. Thank you. It's so good to see you, Jenna. It's so good to see you, Todd. You as well. Happy New Year in 2024. Happy New Year.